Welcome to the New Hope Youth Group Podcast. On this show, current and former students share truth and what God is doing in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Smith. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Okay, so came across this tweet recently, and I don't recommend getting upset over bad tweets, but the reason this one in particular upset me, a pastor wrote it, and in the replies, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, I mean, like for real, that it was one of those viral tweets, and the replies were crazy, and so it just bothered me, you know, for a couple of reasons, but the guy was actually just posing a question. And so it's, you may say, well, he's just asking a question, which in some of his replies, he was like, I'm just asking a question. But to me, it's one of those things that should not even be a debate. There's a lot of things that can be a debate and we'll talk about that. But I'll read you the initial tweet and then I'll really uh, read you at least one of the replies. So again, this is a pastor. It went viral. And especially with Easter coming up, it's good to talk about it. So he said, hey, Christians, if definitive evidence was discovered that Jesus did not rise from the dead, how would your life change? So I've heard that asked in different ways. If it was proven to be true, how would your life change? Or if you hadn't met Jesus, how would your life change? This pastor is asking If there was this evidence, how would your life change? Like even leaving that possibility open. And then the person's reply, and a lot of these replies are like, it wouldn't change. Um, Some say I wouldn't be a Christian anymore, and some say we wouldn't be here and that stuff. This other person said this, his reply, we Christians accept that other religions have myths. Why can't we accept that some of our cherished truths could also be myths? We don't need to believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus, only in the truth that the death of Jesus was not the last word. (laughs) I'm just like, I mean, reading some of these and it's just kind of, I mean, you can say whatever you want. There's people that bash my faith. People can bash me. They can have different opinions. But some of these are Christians saying that, like, oh, you know, that that wouldn't be a big deal. Or how would you, you know, even to leave that that possibility open is a little crazy to me. Now, I want to be very clear on something which you've heard me, if you've been to any youth groups over the years, you would know for a lot of topics, it is completely acceptable and actually good at times to have an open openness to the, you know, like have debates and have questions. In fact, I do it with a lot of topics. There are some times that I think Christians get too set in their ways. And sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes they'll say, Like, well, I know the answer because the Bible says this or that. Sometimes it's out of context. Sometimes it's actually a debatable topic. And they're so hard stance on it that it becomes a turnoff and it's not good. So some examples off the top of my head, when it comes to like the age of the earth, when it comes to Big Bang or not, or how it would have been done, when it comes to um, what exactly this New Testament writer meant by this or that. There's a lot of topics that I've, I have a very, I'm very open to, and I've even changed my mind on some things, and that's actually a good thing. That's not a bad thing. So I don't want you to think me questioning this tweet is a bad thing or like it's always bad for this guy to, to you know, question certain things. Sometimes it's good. Um, however, when it comes to the resurrection of Jesus, this is the one topic, the one topic that is not really a debate. 
if you are a follower of Christ. I don't understand, like intellectually, spiritually, I don't, it doesn't resonate with me how it could even be open for discussion. Um, the resurrection of Jesus is the foundation of our faith and, and why we're here and what we believe. It is the very top, like there's nothing like other than God creating the world, the resurrection, him coming back from the dead is the foundation. You take that away, the entire faith crumbles on itself. And then you may have a, maybe a guy who was a good teacher and whatever else. But I want you to consider a couple things here. Number one, and we'll talk about both of these. Number one, if there was no resurrection, there would not be a New Testament. They would not have written the stuff down. And you may say, well, what about his life? There was still some good stuff in there and miracles and teachings. Would they have written it down? They didn't even think to write stuff down until after they saw the risen Lord. If he would have stayed dead, there's no need for them. They're like, yeah, we thought this guy was great. And then he died. Now we're done. We're going to remain Jews. Like everything was new. So like we should, we need to write this down because now everything that he taught, everything, all those miracles, now it all has Meaning, because he rose from the dead, proving he was who he said he was. So people need to know. Let's start writing, you know, we need to write it down. Um, and it wasn't too many years later, but it was after the resurrection that they wrote it down. So we wouldn't even have a New Testament. So would we be here? Would we be Jewish? Okay. And that leads me to the second point, which kind of that, you know, they, they tie together. If there was no resurrection, there would not be Christianity. I mean, there would not be Christianity. So like for Christians to tweet... Oh, it wouldn't affect my faith. They're really, I mean, it's really shallow thinking, I guess. I don't know what other word to use. Because again, like Jewish people and Romans at that time, they didn't want a new, they didn't want Christianity, even the Jews. Like something they followed their whole life and gave their life to. Jesus came and said, there's a new way. Like they would not be, oh, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's risk our lives for something new, if it wasn't amazing, if they didn't see him with their own eyes alive, risen from the dead. So there wouldn't be Christianity. Maybe we'd be talking about being Jewish and maybe a God will come one day and that's where, where we would fall. But there would not be New Testament Bible, Christianity, Christian, whatever, if there was no resurrection. So Paul, the guy who wrote over half the New Testament, it's a pretty big deal, <laughs> He wasn't a believer. You know, many of you know that he had Christians killed until he met the risen Lord on the Damascus Road. Things changed for him. Talk about being both Roman and Jewish in that background. And he then goes and gets put in prison for preaching about this new way about the risen Lord. Um, in his own words, a verse you may have heard, 1 Corinthians. I want you to really pay attention, especially to the last part. If it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. The author of over half the New Testament. If Christ did not rise from the dead, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. <laughs> because what would be the point if he's just a good teacher and he died and that was it? Said he was coming back, but we never saw him. The body's still in the tomb, so he was probably just a good or a liar, you know, whatever. Of all the replies you read, did anybody use that scripture? A few. Okay. But the, the reason why I was even more upset is 
the bulk of it was, yeah. oh, I wouldn't change or, yeah. or it's all fake anyway or whatever. But a lot of Christians were like, it wouldn't change at all. It's good to question. Yes, it's good to question, but not the one thing that shouldn't be questioned. That's why I'm so bothered by it. So also you think about some of these points, Christianity, like some people think the Bible, the stories is what is why there's Christianity. That is not the case. The Old Testament scriptures were around the Torah, especially the law and the prophets, but it, it wasn't even called the Bible yet until the New Testament. And then hundreds of years later, it became the Bible. So the first Christians for hundreds of years, why were they Christians? Not because of the Old Testament, because the Old Testament said there was a coming Messiah. They knew the Old Testament. They followed it. They were Christians because of a single event. And it was not just because someone came to their village and said, hey, there's a really good teacher that taught cool things. Follow him. That's not what happened. They went to the villages and they said, Jesus, the Son of God, here's what he taught. And then he proved it by coming back from the dead. We saw him with our own eyes. He's alive. I'm willing to risk my life for this truth. Christianity exploded after the death. That never happens in any, move, any religion, any movement, nothing. Never happens. He dies, the, or the leader dies, the followers die off, and it's over. Why did Christianity explode? But again, that one single event, you look at Peter and Paul and so many others, James, and, and there's a long list. They were not Christians because of Genesis. They were not Christians because of the Old Testament accounts. It was a single event that changed everything. We went to CIY. My favorite CIY ever was called This Changes Everything. That's what it was about. The whole week was about the resurrection. And so the analogy that Andy Stanley uses is like the Titanic. He's like, did the, did the newspaper articles about the Titanic cause the ship to sink? Obviously not. The ship sunk. The event took place. And then the writing came to let everyone know what happened that fateful night or whatever. And then years later, people could read about what happened, but it did not create the event. The event created it. The event of the resurrection was the single most important moment in history. And it started this movement. All right. It wasn't the other way around. Um, so can't stress enough. We're not here today. If, if, uh, if he did not rise from the dead, um, here's another quote I like to share. In a post-Christian culture, meaning a lot of people have been Christians and have left the faith, in a post-Christian culture, making better churches and better analogies isn't the answer. The answer for churches is a return to the resurrection-centered, new covenant, love one another version of our faith that was from the very beginning. Instead of trivializing or complicating or whatever strategy you want to use, let's get back to the fact that Jesus is alive so I'm called to love everybody. And because he rose from the dead, that's why I can have life and have a new hope and everything else. So one more thing from Andy Stanley to share from his book, Irresistible. He actually made, he's like, now this is not from the Bible, but this is um, his interpretation of what it could have been when Peter and Paul were confronted with like issues and debates, like debating an atheist today. And about like, how do you describe this? And what about this? And what about the, the flood of Noah? And what about evolution? And what about all this stuff? He said, here's how Peter may have responded. I've never given much thought to the age of the earth. I know people's history, including God's instructions to Moses and Joshua. But none of that, in fact, none of what you said has anything to do with my decision to follow Jesus. 
I only have one reason. When my teacher was arrested, I ran. When asked if I knew him, I lied. When the Romans crucified him, he died. And in that moment, I was like you. I had no faith. I had no reason to believe. But then I saw an empty tomb. I saw the risen Lord. My reason for believing isn't something I've heard or read or had read to me. I believe what I believe because what I saw. I watched him die. God raised him. That's the reason, my only reason for my hope. He also did one for Paul. Here's what Paul says. Gentlemen, you believe religion is dangerous? I wholeheartedly agree. I weaponized Judaism. I arrested, jailed, tortured, oversaw executions in the name of God. You aren't fond of Christians? I wasn't either. My intent was to stomp out Christians, and I was convinced I was doing God's work. But then something happened. I saw the risen Lord on the road to Damascus. Nobody in your modern world disputes that this happened as a real event. Why in the world would a diehard Pharisee like me do an about face and serve the very person I was set out to destroy? What's your theory? And if you think the Bible is weird, it's not much weird, uh, weirder than something you believe. You believe all of life arose from a single organism. Peter and I believe a full-grown man arose from a single tomb. So yeah, I thought that was really well done from Andy Stanley about how those guys might respond. Um, but as we read in scripture, over 500 people saw him risen, not even just a one time where it was like, was it imaginary? Like different times over a 40 day period, over 500 people saw him and then went from like cowards to fearless, went from afraid of, of death to being fearless of their, of their death for the single event that they saw. And so Again, a movement doesn't explode after the death unless, unless he came back. And uh, it's also important to note he was buried in a famous tomb, jo Joseph of Arimathea. Everyone knew where it was. He was guarded by Roman soldiers who could lose their lives if he escaped or if he wasn't really dead or if people stole the body. How do you explain all of those different things? That took place. It's uh, obviously worth reflecting on um, you know, this week and beyond, Easter and beyond. Um, but last little note here, since he rose from the dead, it, it does change everything for us. We no longer have to fear death. We no longer have to, um, like we can have a hope in death. We can have a hope in, in what awaits us in eternity. And it also, like the whole thing, everything, like if the resurrection was true, then everything makes sense. Everything that he taught, everything that he stood for, it's the only religion. I don't like to call it that, but the only faith where the fall or the leader said, I am, I am one with God. And so by rising from the dead, he no longer was this lunatic or liar saying these, you know, random things like he proved it. He proved the ultimate um, sacrifice of love on the cross, proved that he was God. He was one with God when he rose from the dead. So that's, that's where our hope lies. Um, we're going to watch a five minute video and then we're going to, We've got some discussion questions. We'll just kind of stay here to, to talk about the discussion questions. But this one, we've shown this one, but it's been a few years. This was, I thought, pretty well done, assuming I found the right video. But it's, uh, if there was Twitter back in the day of Jesus, and it just kind of shows like how the, the followers, how they, the ebb and flow of, we believe, and then, oh, we're going to die. No, we don't believe. And then he rises, and, you know, and you'll see what's going on, but. If there was Twitter 